this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Diversified Game Podcast. Today, I am with my friend Rick Toms. We're here in Seattle at the Columbia Tower Club, where I am happy to be a guest. Um, Rick has really shown me all around this place, has welcomed me here every time I come, and I appreciate it. But, Rick, we're going to jump right into it. Can you let the people know your background, your history, this will probably be titled retirement and somehow <laughs> and a fabulous retirement it is because I, I look forward to mine and I'm not rushing towards it but you've done it right but can you talk about your your background in business well Kellen it's always a, a pleasure to be in your company uh, anytime I'm in your company I learn something new mm-hmm. okay. and uh, I appreciate you yeah. Thank you. Um, more importantly I think uh, that I appreciate what I really appreciate you is uh, the breadth of knowledge that you have. Mm. And one, of the, I just want to say this for the people that don't know, or maybe they all know. Um, I really appreciate the fact that you uh, ended up going to a black college. I think one of the things that I would have had to do things over again, mm-hmm. I would have went to a black college. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just for the experience and to be around black folk. Yeah, you know, and understanding that we do have that level of intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. coming from California, you don't get that. No, uh, you don't. that that feel of that that vibe, and that's the the difference. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly. the. I thank you, thank you. I I appreciate you. I mean, the energy that you say you get, I get from you. Because I'm always. I mean, we just had a great breakfast, and the the person who I said, wait, we need this in government contracting. Not want. We need this. And so, I mean, you are like the connector's connector. Um, so, yeah. But well, let me uh, let me uh, start. I was uh, born in Ohio, mm. Toledo. Uh, at the age of twelve, uh, my mother died. Uh, she went in for a routine hysterectomy and uh, didn't come home. Mm. Um, of course, that was a traumatic experience for me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but what came out of that, uh, more than anything else, Kellen, is that me and my sister didn't fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother uh, happened to be, had a foresight and had an investment portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, which me and my sister knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. But upon her death, obviously, some things, uh, the wheels got to turning. So we ended up living with my grandmother, and my mother had uh, made arrangement with an attorney, uh, and uh, he oversaw uh, our investment portfolio, mm-hmm. which allowed me and my sister to um, have what we call maybe a normal life, whatever normal was, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just eating and playing and, and not worrying about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it's only after. Um, I became what we call a, a full adult that I understood the impact of what she had done. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, you don't know. You know? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is that uh, I uh, rebelled uh, because my mother was gone. Mm-hmm. So we lived with my grandmother, who she probably was 100. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know. I mean, you know, grandmothers are old. But yeah. anyway, the long and short of it is uh, I ended up, uh, my grandmother sent me to live with my brother and my father in Southern California. Mm-hmm. That's how I got to Southern Cal. Okay. And then uh, I was being rebellious there, graduated from high school, and uh, came home one day and told my dad I wanted to go to college, and of course he said, go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, busted that balloon, right? Yeah. yeah. So I ended up in the military, mm-hmm. uh, spent three years in the Army, and came out. And uh, ended up uh, getting a degree from Cal State 
University of Northridge mm-hmm. in field of business. And uh, I ended up uh, becoming a stockbroker. Uh, and uh, I was with uh, Prubesh back in the day. And they had a seminar in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the ones that came here to, um, uh, on a all expense paid seminar. Mm-hmm. And I'd never been to Seattle, didn't know where Seattle was. <laughs> and um, I came here, spent a week here, came back that summer, mm-hmm. and uh, interviewed with Smith Barney. Mm-hmm. And Smith Barney offered me a job. I went back to LA, packed my stuff up, and moved to Seattle. Okay. That's how I got here. I've been here 30 plus years. Yeah. Um, I thought what we're looking at right now, the sound, I thought that was the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people make that mistake when they come here. Yeah, yeah. I, I made that mistake. I said, I want to go well watching. So I called the well watching company and uh, made all the arrangements. And so I asked the guy, I said, okay, now how do I find you? Mm-hmm. He says, well, we're down in uh, Westport. I said, well, how far away is that? He says, that's over an hour and a half away. I said, no, the ocean's right here. <laughs> he said, no, son, you're looking at the sound. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> but um, I've, been, uh, I've been blessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother did something that uh, I say back in the time uh, for me, and uh, in terms of talking about blacks now, mm-hmm. you know, was probably unheard of because mm-hmm. being uh, at that early age and um, most blacks um, and I can speak you know, even for my brother um, who died uh, in 2005 who didn't have a life insurance policy mm. um, he didn't see the need for one mm-hmm. and we have that kind of mindset uh, that I'm not going to leave our kids anything mm-hmm. And as a result of that, our kids or our families are always one step behind Mm -hmm. because we're always dealing with what we have to deal with today. Yeah. You know, and you've been to Africa as well as I have. It's a bad word, talking about a will. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Exactly. It's like you're going to die. Yeah. The death sentence. But, you know, as as we can see, one of the differences between us and whoever them are Mm is that they plan for the future. Mm-hmm. They plan for generational wealth. Yeah. And we don't plan for generational wealth. Yeah. You, know, um, you know, when I grew up, you know, you go to work for, you know, General Motors or, you know, Lockheed or Boeing, and then you get a gold watch after 50 years, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's not what I wanted to do. That's not, was not, not part of my mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and I thank my mother for that. Yeah. Know, because she did something I never heard of. I've never heard of anybody honoring a will like that. Like you've heard people like actually getting ripped off. You know, mm-hmm. they might leave a will back in the in the what was it? At, I don't know what year that was that she she passed. But like you know, prior civil rights, people mm-hmm. getting ripped off and like oh you had a will rip you had a what? I mean we are you know the company's bankrupt mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's that's amazing that you got to benefit off that. Well, what I've come to understand about my mother is that uh, she's a very bright woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, my misfortune is that I never had the opportunity to really get to know her. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, uh, that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it set me on a track, and that track was to learn about investments and, uh, and to make sure that uh, I had uh, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. and give myself an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I have made mistakes. Trust me, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've made plenty of them. Um, I was with Smith Barney for about six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, made some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, decided to uh, go into business for myself. You know, And I've had uh, a few different types of business adventures. Um, I became an all-state agent. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I also started my own transport company. Mm-hmm. I have my own food company. Yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of lot of different entrepreneurial things. I've been successful in some, and some didn't turn out you know, as well as others. But mm-hmm. that's okay, because you know, at the end of the day, you learn by doing. You don't learn by not doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I tell people that uh, I, I 
I enjoy living. I enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I've been to several, several. Well, I've been to about seven African countries. Mm-hmm. I've lived in South Africa. Um, I just got back from Vietnam. Uh, first time to Southeast Asia. I've been to about twenty different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I love traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I've made uh, arrangements that I can do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we were talking earlier today. You know, you invest in yourself. You're the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You look upon yourself as the company. Yeah. And you invest in yourself. Because the only investment that's going to pay off is the ones that you invest in. And you got control over. Yes. You know. And you have control over yourself. And that's the part where I, when you're, you're not retired you're still working but you're just you are the company you are the business and we see all these millennials doing business there's a business being done right now a new one just started and they just got funded but i don't hear people talking about when they are getting ready to retire and what they're going to do because working with state agencies i've seen in aps where people are you know they're reliant on someone else to take care of them, and you don't have, you know, um, children that you've had, but you're like the the godfather for all because you know and connect everyone can say, hey, son, come over here, let me teach you and, and show you this and that. And I've even brought people to you that, you know, sometimes they want to do business. I remember the food guy. I don't remember his name, but I remember, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and yeah. you were straight up, you're like, he's not ready. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he's yeah, not, yeah, he's not, he's not ready. And I, every business person has to think they're ready, but then once you do start making, you know, two coins, two pennies, do you have it for tomorrow and the next day and the next day, and that you're traveling as much or more than even the millennial business owner who just got funded? I mean, the, I don't know if you know how, it, to me, maybe I'm getting mature, but I'm seeing mm. people, mm. and they're friends of mine who will listen to this, and I'm talking about them. Mm. I don't say them by name to not embarrass them, but they're about to get venture capital. Mm. And one living out of the country said, hey, I need security mm. when I come back to the States after getting this capital. Mm. What do you need security for? No one knows you. Right. You've been out of the country. Right. No, oh, well, they're not going to give me all this money and not want me protected. I'm just worried about the police. He reneged on he, he knew he was tripping mm-hmm. but you've really planned for the future mm-hmm. how did you do that was it mutual funds is it mm-hmm. bonds I mean once you're a stockbroker aren't you always a stockbroker it's like being a soldier <laughs> you're right okay. you're right once it's kind of like same analogy once you learn how to ride a bicycle you never forget how to ride a bicycle you mm-hmm. might get a little unsteady yeah. But you know how to pedal the bicycle and keep it going. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and I've been blessed in that way, mm-hmm. you know, to um, been part of the investment community, mm-hmm. and understanding what that looks like, to plan for it, to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all state uh, in terms of life insurance and annuities, mm-hmm. you know. So I've had that breadth of knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, and, it's, and I've made it work for me, you mm-hmm. know, in a combination of things, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, the old adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You know, so you diversify. Yeah. You know, so uh, my specialty in the investment world was uh, tax-free municipal bonds. Okay. I had my, my license plate up here used to be tax-free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you, you take advantage of that, mm-hmm. you know, and you put money in a way that it obviously grows, mm-hmm. you know, you, and I'm a risk taker, mm-hmm. but I've also learned to manage my risk, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I've been able to be fortunate uh, to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and you know, I've been blessed with, uh, my brother died, and uh, unfortunately, unexpectedly, but he made me the executive of his estate, mm-hmm. and so... Um, I was able to uh, parlay that money into mm-hmm. some other investments, um, and I've been able to manage to live off of that. Mm. You know, uh, it's uh, you want your money working harder for you than you're working for it. Mm-hmm. You always, to me, that's an old adage. You always have your money working uh, harder for you. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's got to last a long time. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Um, 
we never know how long we're going to live. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. And um, when I was young, I probably didn't think I'd live to be as old as I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as you start to march down that road, you start to say, well, wait a minute. What if I do? Mm-hmm. Do I have the money? Yeah. So you make sure, like we were having an earlier conversation, you know, I'm not going to go out here and spend $100,000 on a car. Yeah. Well, I, for what? Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, a Maserati looks nice, sounds nice, I like it. Yeah. But do I need it? And it can't drive itself. No. That's what we're talking about. It yeah, can't drive exactly. itself. Can't. Like, it can't drive itself. It can't make me no money. <laughs> it can't make no money. <laughs> it's called a depreciating asset. Yeah. Unless, unless you're investing in, into automobiles, you know. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I've been blessed, man. Uh, you know, I've made some right decisions. I've mm-hmm. made some wrong decisions, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And so you minimize your, your losses and capitalize on your gain, you know. Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to take a risk, mm-hmm. you know, because life is a risk whether you believe it or not, mm-hmm. you know. And the most important thing is that uh, what, what we have talked about earlier, invest in yourself, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's taking uh, investment courses, if that's uh, reading, uh, you know, Think and grow rich, what, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, educate yourself. Don't mm-hmm. rely on the attorney or the investment broker to do your thinking for you. Mm-hmm. You know, have a plan. Yeah. But also get an idea of who you are. Like, yeah. so I'm a risk taker. Yeah. But I also am not going to risk everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make sure that I've got, you know, a certain percentage in safe investments mm-hmm. in uh, dividends mm-hmm. paying stocks uh, I'll have some high risk stocks mm-hmm. which is okay but they don't make up the major of my portfolio make yeah. up a, a portion of the portfolio yeah uh, real estate uh, is uh, somewhat of a safe investment but make sure you know what you're doing yeah you know uh, also be willing to look outside the country look to make investments outside the country United, United States is a great country mm-hmm it's not the only country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, from a black perspective, uh, is that we rely too much in believing that you know, this country is going to take care of us, and mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of yourself. You've been to Africa. I've mm-hmm. been to Africa. There's plenty of opportunities in Africa. Yeah. You know? Not only in terms of from the IT world. But also in terms of investments, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, buying real estate or creating a business, you know, yeah. it's all there. It's yeah. just you have to be willing to do it. Yeah. Um, what else? All right, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna get into the nitty gritty in a second of what can be done. But we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. That good? Is that what you wanted? That's, that's great. That's that's that's, that's great. Just want to make sure this thing. I, I, I said hell with this camper. Yeah, this is what I want. Um, my next question is going to be how the um, what people can do right now to start working on um, how much they they need. Because when we talk about like hmm. stocks, hmm. and and it, some people get lost. Like totally, they just hmm. draw a blank. They say, well, how how much? But I. I when we talk, when you talk about investing and doing the stocks, I remember being in college and I went to um, a financial planner and I wanted to buy so many thousands of dollars of Sirius or XM. Hmm. Never did I know that they were going to come together hmm. and then merge, and I was even happier. Hmm. But that wealth investment told me, don't buy those stocks; those are high risk, hmm. and there's people who could blow that money. It wouldn't mean anything to them, and I'm like. Okay, but I like that, and I believe in the future of radio and all that. So I'm gonna buy it, um, and I bought it, and I, I'm not mad. But I also don't pay attention to it. I look at it kind of like I look at forex investments, where I actually have a broker for that, and he can let me know where that account is at. And we started very small, and it's pulled into you know we haven't lost any money, not rich off of it. But how did you know what amount of money? to put in. I mean, you did it professionally, but for someone who's saying, okay, let me go put $5,000 in stocks, 
how often and you it, it's hard to gauge how often can I pull that money out or how long can I live off that let's say it goes from 5000 and that makes me an additional 25000 like how do you how did you predict that and say well I'm going to make you know this here and maybe I take 5% out here or 2% out here I know I can pay all my rent and eat off that but how did you gauge that well <laughs> trial and error oh okay <laughs> Because you can say the Rick Tom system that I created. If you guys can go to ricktoms.com and <laughs> like, like, there's no handbook on life. Uh-huh. And, and what I mean by that saying, you know, there's no real handbook on investing in the stock market either. Uh-huh. You know, and what I mean by that is that uh, you have to know something about yourself. Uh-huh. Well, I don't. I look familiar. You want to pause it? Yeah, I can pause it. Yeah, sorry. No worries. Me? Yes. I. I'm just. I'm killing. Is that? No worries. No worries. Well, no. You know, you got it. You got him thinking now. So let's yeah. finish the story. You know the truth? Huh? You look like Deontay Wilder from over there. Really? You're not tall enough. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not tall. I'm not. That's. <laughs> I'd be like two fifty, two seventy five. And I walked out. And I walked again. Wow. All right, we were interrupted a little bit. Um, apparently, I favored Deontay Wilder. Yeah, but, you know, until I stand up. <laughs> um, I do have the knockout power punch uh, from my boxing days. But, so there's no handbook of life, so it's trial and error. You, know, you start off by knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is that, uh, like I said, I'm a risk taker. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have a friend. He's not a risk taker, mm-hmm. you know, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not missing a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not missing anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my mind, uh, he could probably be better off financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, he's but that's the difference between knowing yourself, and I guess he does know himself because mm-hmm. you know, he's not willing to take those risks that I've taken. Yeah. You know. Which is okay, mm-hmm. you know. But it starts off knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you want to, let's just say you're whatever age, doesn't matter. What is your long-term goal? Mm-hmm. Is it to have a million dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. you know, or a combination? Now, exclude the house, the equity in the house. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, let's just say, stocks, bonds, that investment arena, you exclude the house, and you take the stocks and the bonds and cash, mm-hmm. and say, okay, how much do I have? Mm-hmm. And how much is invested in each arena? Yeah. So you set it up in a percentage. Then you say, okay, well, how much do I need to live on monthly? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can start with where you are today. Yeah. You know, let's say you have a house and your mortgage is uh, your monthly nut, let's just say, is five grand a month, and 60000 a year, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Then how much of investments do you have that will cover that sixty thousand a year? Mm-hmm. You know, Does that makes sense. You no, know, it makes it makes total sense. Yeah. I, I live my life on. If I tell people you can't live off a hundred thousand dollars a year, hmm. you probably couldn't live off a million because you you just are going to blow money. And I see all the time where clients will make more money and even have less. With I'm like, okay, you made an additional forty thousand. Let's put that towards business. Let's or some type of investment because I am a business manager. I am whatever you call me. But they're like, oh, no, I, I blew that money, you know, whether it be on, usually it's cars and, you know, trying to get houses. So, but I'm able to be frugal and I'm doing, you know, I, I say we, you can do 100000 with kids and in America, in most places, you know, you can't live downtown Seattle, but you, you can be somewhat comfortable. You can be close to Seattle. You can be close to Seattle. You can be in, in you know, Muckatee Linwood, like, like the rest of us and, and, and relax. But most people don't even, they don't budget out. Right. And so, and I tell people, I may be an alien because even if you gave me an additional 100000 today, that's not going to get spent on personal. There's nothing that I want to buy. There's no car I want to impress you with. There's no clothes that, you know, 
Africa, I go do my whole wardrobe for less than two hundred dollars. Yeah. And I have clothes. People say I haven't seen you wear anything twice yet. Well, one, you haven't seen me that much. <laughs> Nor is that like some reward or award that I get. But you know, I buy all my stuff in Africa, and I haggle. And you know, these shirts cost you know eighty dollars and more in America, but back home, this is just normal wear. You know, might be a five dollar, eight dollar shirt, and I overpay. So. So, so there's no, so there's no formula. What books were you reading? Oh, well, most of them had to do with investments, uh, mm-hmm. and I can't recall all the authors and everything. But I, you know, I tell you, uh, Think and Grow Rich obviously is a, is a good book, you mm-hmm. know, because it puts you in a mindset of thinking. Yes. Yeah, you know, but I, I'll share a story with you. Uh, as a broker, um, uh, one of my clients uh, was an old woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband had done very well in, in the stock market, mm-hmm. and, and he died. Mm-hmm. And so she became my client, mm-hmm. you know. And she knew nothing about the investments that he had made or anything. Mm-hmm. She took it upon herself to learn and mm-hmm. teach herself. Mm-hmm. She took that portfolio and doubled it. Mm-hmm. On her own. On her own. Yeah. Wow. On her own. Yeah. You know, so it's it's knowing what you want to do. Yeah. And having a plan to do it. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then chances of you being successful is something to none. That's about anything. Yeah. You know, so you want to have a, a short-term plan, mm-hmm. a medium-term plan, mm-hmm. and a long-term was it stocks that she did, or was it mutual? She, she did. No, she did. She liked the stock market. Okay. She liked this, and she, two things. She wanted growth stocks and stocks that paid dividends. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was her forte. Okay. You know, and she'd take a little risk, but not a lot of risk. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, uh, I divided the portfolio up in terms of percentages, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 10% in terms of dividends, uh, 30% in terms of growth stocks. I do. Five percent in what I would call high risk stocks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then the balance would be spread out in some mutual funds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I had um, talked about forex and and having a broker. What do you think about forex? Uh, money. Money. Yeah. Okay. Do Do you like it, or are you more like you know? It, it's it's listen. It's a crapshoot. Okay. And that's why I have a broker. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I have a broker. It's a, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> and, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You know, um, it's nothing wrong with it. Matter of fact, um, when I first uh, went to South Africa back in 2005, I think it was like, I'm going to say maybe 10 to 1, the rand to the, mm-hmm. the American dollar. And it went to 16 to 1. Wow. So if I've been playing that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just was told I should get on this Brazilian currency because it's 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 um, oh, what did they say? They said it's so low right now. They said it's, it's worth a buy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's worth the buy. Got that yesterday? Yeah. And yeah, it, you know. it, 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 it could be. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying, and, and that's the other part. Um, and essentially, what we're talking about, uh, Kellen, it's the whole world out here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're too focused on America. Yeah. You know, and I hate to, you know I hate to say that for us black folks, you know, because that's all I'm going to speak to, mm-hmm. is that we need to understand that there's a whole world out here, mm-hmm. and there's a thousand and different ways to make money, but you've got to remove yourself from just thinking America. Yeah, you know, just like any of the Brazilian stocks, you know, uh, the South African rand, yeah. you know, uh, they're all trading. Yeah, and they all have movement. Yeah, you know, like. Like we hear about gold and silver. Well, how much gold and silver do you own? Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about the ones you wear around your neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I ain't talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about, you know, owning, you know, some real stuff, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just throw this in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen these MLMs like Carrot Bars that mm-hmm. says they're selling you gold mm-hmm. and you say and cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. Sounds yep. great. I, I, just, okay. I just saw that that's... They're saying that crypto right now is at an all-time low. 
yeah. means that's a, that's a time to buy. Well, and to me, that wasn't an all-time low. The low was when no one knew, knew about it. it. And when we were true. on there, <laughs> and we true, were true. buying things that we didn't want people to know we were buying, buying and, true, and, and whatnot. That's true, when the true, all-time true. low. That's and, and, and I tell people, don't that's talk true. about your crypto, because people who talk about it get it stolen. <laughs> you know? Yep, yep. And, and so, yep. you know, it, yep. it is what it is. But yep. like a, a thing like carrot bars, where I don't want to say... Every multi-level marketing is a scam. They just haven't worked for me. Hmm. Even when they worked for me, they didn't work for my all-time goals. Because right. I've won, but I didn't like the system and how I won. But now the multi-level marketing folks have thrown in, if you want to buy gold hmm. or crypto, you can buy it through us. Hmm. The problem is, hmm. every time you want to buy, let's hmm. say they buy, sell it for 100 packs, hmm. right? And they're not selling 100 packs hmm. or 100 pounds, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. They're saying you have to buy the packages. Mm -hmm. So you now have to set up, and it's not like you're buying gold, you're buying packages. And that's great for people who aren't up on how to buy gold and they don't have the the best price. And I don't want to beat up on them because I know somebody will watch this and say, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but the fact is you're not you're not doing for no. someone who's knowledgeable on how to buy gold right. or crypto right. if I want to buy you know two thousand dollars worth of crypto right. I shouldn't have to buy ten packages <laughs> from you no. of crypto so people have to watch out for these things because exactly. maybe that you win at that but and you t- get your auntie and everybody to you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and you become rich but right. someone else is gonna fall and that's not how you buy gold or crypto right. but um, no that's 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 good outside of the stocks did you, when you were in Africa or Vietnam, did you ever buy land and like flip land? Uh, no, uh, I did. And let me just be just put out a caution. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in a foreign country, you want to have someone uh, that you trust in that country that you know, mm-hmm. and not some guy or some woman or person you just met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's not going to work because what you're dealing with is language barrier, Mm -hmm. meaning you speak English. They speak probably in Africa, they speak at least seven or eight different dialects. Yeah. And you only speak one. Yeah. So I'm just saying just be cautious in that regard. Now, having said that, um, uh, I am looking at opportunities in Africa as well as in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Vietnam is uh, one of the fastest growing economies in the world mm-hmm. and it is open to foreign investors buying real estate. Okay. Yeah. And is it owning it like freehold or is it leasing it for like 99 no, years no. in so you, many African you, you, countries? Yeah, yeah, you can you can own it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you and you want to own it. You don't want to freehold your or leasehold. You don't want that. You yeah. want to be able to own it. But just be careful in who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike here, where you know you got the deed and you got people who are going to do their due diligence. Yeah. You know, whereas in Africa or other countries are not. Let's say I don't want to say they're not as sophisticated, but they're not as sophisticated. Yeah, no, it's a whole different thing. Exactly. I mean, there's, I, you know, there's lands. Um, I know my father-in-law talks about there's lands that he has to continually put pillars or hmm. borders up because people try to, you know, start farming on your land. And why not? Because you're not there, right? Exactly. And you haven't seen the land in 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. So they're mine. Hey, I'm going to do something with this land. This is good soil. But at the same time, you bought this land. So then you got to go to court, which takes years um, in Cameroon. It's almost like you got to ask Paul Bia to come back in the country just to make a ruling. But it, it, it's not that serious. Yeah. But... You know, yeah, that's okay. So, no, that's good to know about the Vietnam. Are you open hmm. for anyone listening, watching, to work with people who say, I want to buy out there? Will you be like the broker of some sort? Yeah, uh, uh, to answer that question is yes, that's who I am. I'm what people call a connector, Mm -hmm. you know. And, yes, uh, on this trip to Vietnam, just uh, as a side note, uh, we met... uh, to uh, South Korean women, mm-hmm. one of which is um, studying, she lives in South Korea, but she's studying uh, Vietnamese mm-hmm. to move to Vietnam yeah. to sell real estate. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Man, the world is big, and, and yeah, we, we definitely, black folk need to get out 
because it would help everything. All this complaining hmm. that it could be justified because hmm. you never know someone's story. It can be ju- you can be totally justified, hmm. but to keep complaining, you only get one life to live. <laughs> Kellen, you said it all right there, man. You can sit here for all you people who live here in America. You can sit here and complain about America. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. The only thing that's going to change is you. Yeah. And if you're not willing to venture out beyond mm-hmm. the borders of the United States. Yeah. And take a look. Yeah. And run your hand through the soil. Yeah. Go look at the motherland. Yeah. Or wherever you're from. I don't care. It doesn't yeah. have to be Africa. If you're Italian, go to Italy. I don't care. Yeah. There are plenty of opportunities out there. More so in your world today than I had when I was growing up. There was no mm-hmm. such thing as the internet. Yeah. You know, as we all refer to it as, as the highway. It is a highway. Yeah. And there are people all over the world who are coming to America to do what? To invest in America, right? Mm. Well, guess what? Take your American dollars and go invest in their country. And be rich in and some of those countries. Listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> the exchange rate between, like I said, in South Africa and uh, America at the time was 16 to 1. I don't, it could be the same today. Yeah. For every dollar of American dollars, 16 of their dollars. I mean, yeah. come on. You yeah. can't get that kind of rate here in America. Yeah. Know? Well, I also, too, tell people be cautious because you could say, hey, I could be a trillionaire in Zimbabwe, and that's going to buy you a Coke. That's true, too. That's true, too. So don't go be a fool now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figure out what you can buy exactly. for the, 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 you know, exactly. the, the exchange. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Exactly. That's the forward thinking that your mother had. Mm-hmm. And... What was her job that gave her that forward thing? Because I'm thinking before the internet, hmm. what could have maybe sparked that? You know, uh, that's a question I can't answer. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my mother uh, was a janitor. Wow. Yeah. Now, in talking to her brothers and sisters, she was smart. Mm-hmm. You know, she was smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one thing that was a common denominator, you know, mm-hmm. but I never got a chance to understand what that meant, yeah. you know, from her perspective. Yeah. Now, I can tell you, as a kid, uh, she had me and my sister taking tap dancing lessons and piano lessons and things mm-hmm. of that nature because she was grooming us for, which I understand now, was for a higher level of education. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's you know, what you do. But I never got the chance to, you know, just have that kind of dialogue with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I mentioned what she does uh, or did because that's who she was, you know. Um, and <laughs> the other thing is that the school that she was janitors at where me and my sister went to school. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so she could always watch she, it. She, she, yeah. <laughs> so she might have been a janitor just so I can make sure yeah. that everything yeah. is... Uh-oh, you're not learning. Okay, then you get it. You get it. Nowadays, she'd be guaranteed to have her own business. Mm, yes, yeah, she be, probably would. You know, with that type of thinking exactly. because she'd be, you know, miles ahead. I know my grandmother who's still alive. Yeah. My mother's not, but my grandmother's still alive and she can still, you know, talk and everything mm. and and she had businesses from Arkansas to Oakland. Mm. And so when she moved to Oakland, I mean, mm. we mm. grew up where she had a daycare. Mm. Um, I mean, mm. heard mm. the stories how she had an ice cream parlor. Mm. She mm. had these mm. things. Mm. So growing up, mm. we don't think anything of it mm. to be like, okay, for me, business is in the blood. Mm. And I don't want mm. to have to be anywhere that I don't have to be. Mm. You know, as a business owner, there's things you have to do. But you understand the flexibility mm. of I can come here and do this as long as I want rather than let me clock out and explain to the boss why I'm I'm late and 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 it doesn't matter what the check is it doesn't matter what the check is having to explain why I was five minutes late or leaving five minutes early it's like what I've worked for one of these tech companies and they're like you left early the first day. <laughs> I left because the work was done. And it was five minutes early. But the fact that somebody who wasn't my boss was watching that let me know that that tech company had an issue. You know, it had an issue with your talent. Either you don't think they're that talented and you got to babysit them or whatnot. But the, yeah, that. Do, do you, and I had this conversation with my pops. And he said, I am worry about retirement 
when we come back, I want to talk about do you ever worry about mm -hmm. retirement? We'll come right back, folks. Bear with me. You getting what you want? Oh, yeah, I'm getting everything. I'm going to wrap it up shortly so I won't be too long-winded. No, no, just... Uh, okay. Here we go. All right. Um, when I left, I, I, I prepped Rick for the being worried about retirement. And I don't want to put my pop's business out there, but he he, he made, you know, worked at um, great, great company in California. I don't want to put his business out there because I, I said something to a family member. Mm. And I said, mm. you know, he's worried that at 60-something... You know, he'll only have $8,500 to live off of mm. for the rest of his life, mm. you know, minus investments mm. whatnot. Mm. And I had a cousin, one of my favorite cousins, she said, mm. I wish I had $8,500 <laughs> now. <laughs> but that's... It's all relative, right? It's all relative. And I said, wow. I said, because I felt him when he said that, like, oh, you know, they got 85 so he can always live with me. <laughs> You know, wherever we're at, you got a place to live. I mean, I just like that with, you know, many of my family members. You want a place to live? Just let me know. We'll just go get, you know, more space wherever we're at. Now, you might not like where we're at because he's not a fan of Florida. But, um, you know, but, yeah, do you ever have that worry like, man, this? Um, not where it keeps me up at night. Okay. You know, um, one of the things that uh, I've come to terms with is I'm, I'm a spendthrift mm -hmm. you know uh, but I've, I've learned to handle that okay you know uh, and it's taken me trust me it's taken me a while mm -hmm. to get a handle on making sure that uh, I account for not every penny and dime mm -hmm. but I make sure that uh, my bills and things are handled and I have enough money coming in to take care of everything okay but at the same time, I, I don't want to be restricted to just living day to day. Mm -hmm. You know, I, one of the things that I love to do, Kellen, is I like traveling. Mm -hmm. You know, I just love to travel. Yeah. Um, I have an opportunity now to move to Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because one thing about when you get to a certain age in life, Life can become stale mm -hmm. and, and, and typically routine, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want to be stale and I don't necessarily want to fall into a routine, although you will have a certain routine. Yeah, but it's always changing when you're traveling. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm looking forward to Guadalajara uh, because it, it's going to force me to learn Spanish. Yes, yeah. see, see. And, and to learn and appreciate a different culture. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, in 20, uh, that'll be in March uh, of 2020, and then uh, revisiting uh, Southeast Asia. We'll go back to Vietnam and Thailand this time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm looking at uh, spending at least a month or two in uh, Vietnam and Thailand. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm just I just enjoy it because it re I get re-energized. Yeah. You know, and, and I get a feeling of of uh, how do I say uh, life? Yeah, you know, and and that's what I want. Well, what, when you when you do these things, I wish you would take a uh, camera, like the millennials. Every millennial you see now, and they're just you know they're showing the world like it was. It just was formed when they got there. <laughs> well, I have a bunch of pictures. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of pictures from uh, Vietnam, and I and I, I was telling my traveling partner, Michael. Mm -hmm. you, you you know Michael. Yeah. Um, that the experience we were there for three well he was there for a month I was there for three weeks and it was kind of like an out of body experience meaning that uh, I could see myself but I'm I'm present I'm totally present yeah you know not entertaining what Trump was going on yeah or, who cares know, about that you know or the red light or any of that yeah you know because I'm not driving yeah you know we got the Uber guy you yeah. know and, and um you know yeah. and taking us wherever we need to go and, and you know and seeing the honeys and eating different yeah. food and, yeah and going out and partying you know but to enjoy the life man and to have people come up and just talk to you and engage in a conversation you know it, it was just beautiful Mm -hmm. Just, just, just beautiful. I'll give you a story. 
So we uh, we fly into Hanoi. We spend a week in Hanoi. Then we go down to uh, Ho Chi Minh, which was back in the day uh, during Nam was called Saigon. Mm-hmm. So we have a we've met a, uh, a contact here who's Vietnamese who's going to be in Nam at the same time. We're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Hai. So we get there into Ho Chi Minh and we meet him. And we're walking up on him, and he says, I know you, pointing to me. Yeah. How the hell you know me? I just got here. Yeah. Come to find out, Hi was an Allstate agent up the street from where my agency was. That doesn't surprise me, though, because I told you when I was in Kenya in Kibera, <laughs> yeah. the woman that, I mean, More, that, that I, we just connected. As soon as Lock died, she was our guide and our, our pass for the, that's the biggest slum in Kenya. That's what they call it, not me. And she's like, I'm looking on the Facebook, I say, you know, Rick. So you are international, definitely. I'm not even shocked. <laughs> you go, I, I was taken, man. I, I, I was taken. I, like, how the hell you know me? You know? Yeah. You know, here we are in Vietnam, you know. But, um, yeah, he uh, he did very well here in, in in Seattle in terms of now I'm in the all-state arena, but he's doing very well in the real estate arena, and he's uh, buying real estate in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That is yeah. no. That that is awesome. When you do all of this, and, and this is you know, millennials are now being coined as the people who are about charity first, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when you're doing all this traveling, we ask every guest this: um, What does your community give back? Because all mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. life is fabulous. But what's the the give back well, that you enjoy? Let me give you the story of in South Africa. I have a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, for you. Yeah, and it's a result of uh, South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad happened to have been an amputee. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I'm in uh, Soweto, mm-hmm. and uh, a young lady gets off school bus and uh, she she's an amputee. That didn't bother me. What got me? She had a U-shaped wire pinched into her skin. Mm. That served as her artificial limb. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen that in my life, yeah. and that got me. Jeez. But I was not in South Africa for that. I'm a, I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. Trust me, <laughs> it was overwhelming. Yeah, it was truly overwhelming. Uh, the amount of business opportunities that you just you could see, you know. Um, anyway, I came back to the states uh, in 2009, and I was doing a seminar. I was doing the land. I was review, reviewing the landmark forum, and uh, the image of this girl reappeared. Mm. And I took that as a sign from God to start mm. Lenfrey. Okay. Yeah. So that's my give back. That, that's the give back, and it's a great give back. You guys can go online, put limbs for you, and you can see, and you can give, mm. um, because people sometimes, you know, some folks are like, "Hey, Kevin." I don't want to tie. The churches were stealing too much money. And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of churches out there, but you don't necessarily have to give to if you don't, for whatever reason, don't you give to who you want to give, but there's so many causes to give. So if you don't have one and that touches you, go to Limbs for You and you can donate now because you need to donate somewhere. I mean, sure. whether it's time or money. Because exactly. some people will say, I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Well, donate your time. time. Mm-hmm. I don't have um, mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. And I probably raised my girls where now they do jujitsu, you know, three times a week. And people say, man, you're going to have some rough girls. I said, let's have some girls that aren't victims is what I'm going to have. And that can, exactly. you know, exactly. could, you know, can be on their back comfortably with someone bigger than them mm-hmm. on the, and can get them off exactly. and, and break something. Exactly. And, you know. Exactly. They can handle themselves. They, they can handle themselves. Exactly. And I've done my job exactly. with with doing that Um, but I do have a lot of male mentees Mm -hmm. that I give time to and ideas and and you know that would probably never end just because I see boys don't get the same thing that girls get girls can always default and get married exactly guys are just not yeah unless you're in that rare category and I don't know how that feels Mm -hmm. you know um, if you're in that rare category where you can be a gigolo, <laughs> you know, but I'll give you that time, um, especially if you're a, a young person, you know, because I have someone say, Kelly, you, you just tried to charge me for that time. And that's because you're too old and too confused and wanted to do way too much with the money when you got it. So, yeah, you, you but I'll still give you a conversation um, and some opportunity because I, I just that that's dear to me because I just feel like. 
whatever was put into me, if I can at least put it in, I believed them when they said, you can do whatever you want to do. I just believed them. And I said, okay, they can't stop me. And they surely couldn't stop me when we were doing negative. No. They could. They could even catch us. <laughs> catch me if you can, like Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. You couldn't catch us, so now exactly. <laughs> catch me if you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I can, yeah. I can give, yeah. I can yeah. give that all all day. But also, there are some charities and there are some people that I like what they're doing. And sure. I said, look, I'll do business with you all day, sure. and I just want to give you two pennies and you can do that and the way I trust them is the way people trust me when my mother passed she had told me since I was 12 what to do when she passed she had let me know I saw her in the hospital bed I I cried I know what was going on and you know she was always healthy whatever and and then you know 25 years whatever later maybe whatever the math was on that she when she passed I knew go to the bank account Give my siblings equal share. Show them the receipt, what was in there. When insurance money comes in, do that, do that. And it, there's some things I even want to say that I, um, and I'm going to say them. There's some people look at inheritance like they want it now. I have family members like that. And they think, oh, life is going to be great once so-and-so passes, which is an awful way to live your life. If you are waiting for someone to pass. So you can now enjoy life. Yeah. You're on the wrong end of the stick, brother. Totally. And, and as a business manager, I'm responsible for people's money, whether they're here or not or whatever the case may be. And I'm always thinking, well, when you do pass for this client, your money, your, your content's still going to keep going. Your family's still yeah. going to eat. Your brand can keep going. What do you want to do? But some people, when they're waiting, they're going to be disappointed. When someone passes, my grandmother said, I bought that new car. She told me like 15 years ago, I bought that new Thunderbird because when I pass, I don't want anyone fighting over my money. I said, you spend it all. I said, where do you want to go? <laughs> you know, and, and that's what that's the way you should you should live. Um, and in African households, you and I were talking on the phone about this. The retirement is the kids, exactly. which can be very disappointing if your kids get Americanized, Westernized or even if they're all fully African, they say, well, my dad doesn't need his own TV. Right. My dad doesn't need his own car. My dad doesn't need to go anywhere. He needs to just sit there. Right. I know you don't. You didn't have kids. No. And so you don't have to worry about that. But did you ever think that way? Like, maybe I should have kids so somebody could take care of me when I was... No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, I've always, uh, for whatever reasons, uh, Kellen, I've always been, what we'll say, self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't ask me where it comes from. Maybe I, I can't tell you. Yeah. You know? But uh, I've never had that thought um, of having someone take care of me. Mm-hmm. I always took care of myself. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to say that. Like, you You're self made. No, I right. can't say yeah. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because people know? who make themselves were to come out of a laboratory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't come out of a laboratory. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. I've, I've been blessed to have some friends, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I've been blessed. I've just been truly blessed. Was, um, so I've never worried about those kinds of things. You okay. know? Now, I, I, I will say this, so uh, as I'm getting older now, the thought of not having kids does enter my mind every now and then because, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? You know I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you're dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so who's going to get the get whatever's left? Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, okay. So I'll divide it up with my brother between my my brother and and my nephew, probably, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. But I don't, I don't worry about those things. What's important to me in in my life uh, as I move forward through it is that I'm happy. Yeah. And whatever's going to make me happy, mm-hmm. you know, is what's uh, paramount for me. You know, and new adventures, meeting new people, visiting different countries. Uh, that's when I'm the happiest, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm going to, uh, I have a, I tell people, um, um, I'm going to be cremated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've made arrangements to have my ashes um, put in the, uh, there's a, well, you, you've been to South Africa, so the Atlantic Ocean and uh, the Indian Ocean come together. Yeah. And I want you to drop my ashes right there. Yes. No, that, come together. That, that, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And, and I would say, when you say 
you know, where are you going to break things up? Somebody might go back to this interview and say, hey, he said me. And that person might be a dang, you know, could go go crazy, right? So things can always change. Because sure. sure. I know with kids, okay, I know, okay, give this part, this part. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't always want to give people too much. Right. Because when you get, you know, some people get too much and they lose their mind. I remember working for CPS and a, a woman, her parents died fairly mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. And she is more than taken care of. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's had babies with the worst type of gentlemen. Yep. They're not gentlemen, actually. No, you know, they don't want to work. <laughs> like, she her, she has some money. <laughs> Who lives <laughs> off their woman's inheritance? <laughs> what type of life? Like, what do you do the rest of your day? Well, you, you used the word earlier uh, off the camera. Yeah. Gigolo. <laughs> 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 so, so I want to make sure everyone, you guys have gotten the game on how to win in life, how to keep winning, how to plan and get ready for your retirement. We can't give you too much more because it will go over your head and we can always do this. I can talk to Rick Toms and get so much wisdom all day long because his life is like that. And I will make sure in the description box his um, social media links for the limbs for you and anything that he may want you to contact him on is there. Let me me just say one thing. Uh We all have an an income coming in. Mm -hmm. Before you pay any bill, Mm -hmm. pay yourself. Pay yourself. That's, that's what folks say. Don't pay the, the, the no. some people say pay the church because no. the, the, the church the pastor said no. <laughs> pay me first. Pay yourself before you write a check. Mm-hmm. I don't care before you pay the rent, before you pay the car note, before you pay anything. Mm-hmm. Write yourself a check mm-hmm. and have it in a separate account. Yeah, do that first. Yeah. Because you're the most important part. You're the one that's making the money. Yeah, yeah. So how come you can't get paid? Yeah. Well, you know, many entrepreneurs are, are, you see on Shark Tank all the time, and they're like, I haven't paid myself a salary, and they've, you know, they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Versus taking a little bit. You have to appreciate this life, because it could end at any moment. Any moment. And and, and to be so, you know, I understand the discipline, but I I agree with that Mm -hmm. totally. And then, again, Spread the whatever two dollars you can. You see somebody that you think you can help, mm-hmm. but um, no. Again, we we could do this. We might next do this in Mexico. Who knows? Because <laughs> my life just got opened up. <laughs> I'm able to move around. And and and, and 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 the next part of that interview would be like an investor club because that's something that mm-hmm. even before coming here, I got cut off coming down to the tunnel. But people are opening up these investor clubs and people are buying in. And, you know, the gentleman I was talking to, I had convinced him he might be a new client because he was letting people be part of his investor club for $50 a month. Mm. I said, what could they invest for $50 a month? I said, I know two things about it. You're getting the lowest barrel of crab, Mm -hmm. and they're your biggest problem. He said, you're right. He's giving them 2%, you know, um, off their money. I know those broke folks are mad. That 50 sounds like 500 to them because that's their last. He's like, you know, I was thinking about I said, no, you've already done it. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about it anymore. You've already done it because they can't invest in Africa with $50 a month. No. You know. No, you, you you you're setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. yeah, or disappointment. Let me let me just either yeah. one. Yeah, it can give you a heart yeah. attack. Yeah, and uh, you know, it takes as much time to convince someone to put up fifty dollars as it is for them to put up five hundred. Yeah. So why not ask for the five hundred? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same energy. It's the same conversation. And he said, because, you know, our folks always talk about the money they don't have. And I said, they don't need to invest. Because for $50 a month, you can't even buy a passport to go see what your investment is. (laughs) And if you're doing investment sight unseen, I got a bridge to sell you today that they are building in in Linwood. (laughs) But it's it's not a, a good use of your time and effort. I understand. And, and the other part of that, Cullen, is that we sometimes set ourselves up because we set our sights so low. Mm-hmm. And when you are dealing with $50 a month, like you said, you know, you, you've got someone. I'll give you an example. I had a client. 
she wanted to invest in mutual funds. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I explained to her, you know, all right, so this is the money, and, you know, this is not like you can, like the bank. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Can't take it out when you want it. No. Uh, well, she didn't quite get that part. Okay. I think she gave me the money on one day, and then 30 days later, want the money back. You know, it's like, life doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. If you don't have it, don't invest it. Yeah. If you have it, invest it. Yeah. But understand it's a long-term investment. Long-term meaning at least 12 months. Yeah. Unless you, you know, if it's a six-month investment, then put it in a savings account at the bank. Yeah. Or a CD. You'll find yeah, a CD exactly. for six months. Exactly. Yeah. But don't, don't, don't come with, you know, uh, it, it's just, just disheartening, uh, particularly from, uh, from a black perspective, uh, that we don't quite understand the difference between investing money mm-hmm. and putting money in a savings account. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man, you guys got the game. Make sure you share this for somebody else. This is simple enough for a 14-year-old to get it. We will be back. You guys be blessed. Thank you, Rick, for coming on. No, thank you, Kellen. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.